And we are back, people. We are back. I was gone for a week, hence why we couldn't do an episode last week. I was treating my beautiful wife to a romantic weekend up in Tahoe with her parents and good friends, where I got to tackle a snowman. More on that later. Uh, Tell me, how was your week off? My week off is pretty nice. I mean, pretty, pretty full with the baby, of course, to deal with, but. Good to watch some spring training baseball and see what's out there these days in the minor league system. Who's got the bats that we may see up in the future? Uh, is that baby, is little, is little guy sleeping through the night yet? Or is he still waking you up at like 2 or 3 in the morning? Uh, just for a minute or two last night at 2 a.m. But other than that, he was asleep from like 8 to 8, so it was pretty nice. Oh, very nice. He's, he's, starting to, he's starting to settle in. Maybe kind of like some of these uh, young Giants prospects. Right, exactly. He's, he's been like jumping. I have to like grab him and jump him a whole bunch. Hopefully it tires him out. Hey, that's what my dad had to do with my little sister. He had to like, she would lay on her stomach and he would bounce her off of the crib saying, My little Katie. <laughs> <laughs> She must have loved that. Oh, she she went right to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good clean knockout then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. So first thing that I noticed, MLB News, I, I'm i blown away by this Christian Yelich deal. Do you see the nine years, $215 million with Milwaukee? That extension is nuts. I I didn't know I didn't know the whole parameters of it. I kept seeing that they were close to a deal above two mil, $200 million. But that seems low for him. For a player like him, considering what Trout got since what Bryce Harper got, like in my opinion, I would much rather have uh, Yelich over Harper or Machado. Yeah, okay. I'd, he, I think he could have gotten a lot more, but hey, I, I guess he loves Milwaukee, and I think he sees them going far. It is the Brewers, so you know. Nothing against them, but probably can't pull off a Bryce Harper-like contract and still be able to afford some pitching and other stuff to go along with it. I just think nine years is a bit of a mistake. Yelich seems like he may be an injury-prone type fella now, so I just Uh, hope he doesn't miss 30, 40 games a year under this contract with them. I I don't think so. Um, The Brewers from what I can tell, seem to have, like, a better trainer, so to speak, than, like, somebody, say, like, the Yankees, who seem to have every single star go on the DL at one point. I, I, I don't see Yelich being that type of John Carlos Stanton, Luke Voigt, that, that type of player, but he, I think he, I can totally see him playing for about a 100- hundred. 120 games, which isn't that bad considering it's a 162-game season. Right. I'm sure, you know, he wants to be like a 155-game guy, but yeah, I just, I'm just nervous that he'll, you know, suffer another injury or two that makes him miss like six months, and then 
the contract kind of comes back and bites Milwaukee. Because I want Milwaukee to do good. I've had enough of St. Louis and Chicago. I want to see <laughs> Milwaukee and Cincy dominate that division. No, I totally agree with you. Um, Milwaukee, ever since they had CC, they haven't been really the same since they lost him and Prince Fielder. But I like their team now. Their team now is is looking pretty. Um, if Woodruff could get, that kind of throw what he did last year and remain that way, they're looking very, very nice, especially with that back-end bullpen. That's the one thing about most of these teams I do not like is their back-end bullpen. Milwaukee's got a top-notch. They got like three closers that can close out a game. All right, but still they always seem to leave their guys in there for like six outs when it comes to a save. When I when I was there in July or whenever, I was just like, when the hell are they going to take this guy out? And it led to the Giants kicking their butt. <laughs> so it was a good show for me still. But <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, I like Hater. Um, they just got rid of Kinsler, if I'm not mistaken. They, they lost him, unfortunately, and he was a great closer for a short time being. But they got Jeffrey still, and there's a bunch of other guys that can possibly come up. I mean, for some reason, Milwaukee's got good pitching. They'll definitely need it in that hitter's park. But uh, so I, I'm sure, you know, we, we've talk, been talking about this. I'm sure you've been loving watching the Astros get beaned. <laughs> oh, I really have. Been going. <laughs> oh, my God. That is freaking phenomenal. I, I, I truly have I mean this is this is what baseball is all about. The players are policing themselves and and there's been a couple of ones where I've I've said, okay, the pitcher went too far by going after the guy's head. All I'm asking for is just a little rib shot, like something just to give him a nice bruise. I mean, don't go for the guy's head, don't try to kill him, don't do any of that stuff, just send a message. Right. Just drop that curveball in like Bregman took to the shoulder or whatever. Drop something on the softer side in there. <laughs> no, no, not not necessarily a curveball. The curveball is not going to do much damage. Go ahead and give him a fastball, but ease up a little bit. Don't throw 110 miles per hour. Throw about it like a 90 mile per hour. I mean, our buddy Fletcher hit me in the freaking shoulder, and we make jokes about that and cancer. Yes, whole another story, people. But anyways... <laughs> Uh, but he threw a good like high 80s, low 90s fastball, and I mean I can still see the seams of the ball. I can probably count the stitches on it. That the dude was good, and if these guys can throw anything like that, and they can, you're you get your message across 100%. For sure. Please tell me you saw the trash can that Araldis Chapman signed. I was like yesterday or today. No. Astros. No, Astros I didn't. Trash can he signs for a fan. I I died laughing when I saw that. Oh, that is great. I saw the one today where some some fan yelled out, "It's a curveball! It's a curveball!" <laughs> and it turned out to be a fastball for strike three against Springer. Right, right. That that was good. And then Trevor Bauer is mocking them with like telling the batter what's coming and everything. That was great too. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> at least the players are having fun with it. Like uh, Chris Bryant was even like on on radio with uh, Anthony Rizzo and the guys up in the booth and he was like all right guys you're gonna tell me when what's coming next right <laughs> yeah the mic'd up players that was funny I wanted to get to that in a second but I also wanted to ask you about the Astros situation did you hear about or did you hear uh, A-Rod and everything he was saying about how he served like the biggest suspension in baseball he was fined 35 million and how he thinks it's just a disgrace the Astros batters or players are not going through the same kind of thing I, I think he has a right. He totally has a right. Like, um, 
you you actually hear a lot of players say, "Hey, listen, I would much rather face a guy that is on steroids than a guy that knows what pitch I'm coming." I mean, look at the pitchers nowadays. Uh, Cueto and uh, Adam Wainwright are the two pitchers of our time that literally can get into a, a batter's head because of how many different ways they can throw the ball. Cueto with his little shimmy and Adam Wainwright with his slot delivery. The dude can throw all his pitches by throwing sidearm. Unbelievable, extremely hard to do. So if you can any way affect the timing of a batter, that's going to affect the whole at bat. So if the batter knows what's coming, you're not going to affect any anything whatsoever. So they're going to square up that ball 9 out of 10 times. So right. I would, in my, my opinion, I would much rather face a guy that is on steroids than a guy that knows what pitch I'm going to throw. At least that way you can still burn it past him and he, he might think the curve's coming or something. Exactly. I mean, look at the guys. I mean, not, you don't even have to change up your your movement on the mound or your arm slot. You can just change up the speed of a fastball and that will throw the best hitters off. I mean, I've seen uh, Larry Walker face Randy Johnson and Randy Johnson threw a fastball that was only 92 at the time and Larry Walker's bat went flying. I mean, there's you do just one subtle change, everything goes out the window. For sure. Hall of Fame matchup. I like that. The best it's one a, was when they did the All-Star game and Larry Walker went uh, switch for one at bat. <laughs> yes, yes. But uh, back to those mic'd up players. Did you please tell me you heard Pete Alonzo today? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> Pete Alonso is playing, I think it was the Cardinals, and he's all mic'd up, and he's like, oh, look at that. The fucker's smiling at me right there on the <laughs> air. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> uh, see, I, I like that, but I don't think they um, they should have the players mic'd up, or if they do, then don't talk to them. Just have it one way, because I, I like it when they do it on football where they actually have the players mic'd up and you can hear and they, then they they wait to after the game to edit everything. Oh, like if right, you do right. something like that, that's kind of cool where you can beep them out and shit and shit. Sorry. Like <laughs> what I just did there. But uh it, it would be cool because I, I like the fact that Anthony Rizzo is like, oh, he hasn't thrown me a fastball yet. I bet you he's going to throw a fastball here, and he lined it right back up the middle. I mean, yeah, getting cool inside a that. player's he- head is really cool, but you got to not be able to talk back to them. And don't ever, please, MLB, for the, for the love of God, don't do anything like you did for that All-Star game when Alex Rodriguez actually went on the field. Get rid of that. Do not do that. No doubt. So, going into this season, I was having my predictions, thinking Yankees going all the way this year. But we've already been seeing some issues. Severino down with Tommy John surgery. Now Stanton is he gone Judge. for the se- for the year? Yep. And now Stanton and Judge both look like they're not going to be able to start the season. And then their rivals, Chris Sale. It doesn't look like he needs Tommy John surgery, but looks like he's going to miss the start of the season. What, what do you think of all the big injuries so far this year? Whoever the trainer is for the Yankees, fire his ass. God damn. <laughs> you had, what was it, Pineda 
you, ever since you traded him from Seattle, hasn't done shit. Uh, John Carlos Stanton, I know he was already in, injury prone, but at the same time, he shouldn't be like something like this. The guy is like a hundred and twenty game uh, season, a hundred twenty game seasons on a regular, in my opinion. And the fact that he keeps having strain in his shoulder, strain in his arm, ankles, legs, you're not working him out or something's going up. And Judge is a young guy. He shouldn't be having that much problems with anything. So, and Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt should be a top first baseman right now, but he keeps getting injured. Yeah, it looks like he might be okay to start the year, at least at the moment. But Yeah, but just wait. Just wait. Yeah, and I'm starting to starting to double double check or double think, I guess you could say, when it comes to picking the Yankees right now. I'm just sort of losing my faith because you know Gary Sanchez will obviously probably get hurt at some point, like he normally does. So all up to Torres and those guys to carry the team at least to start the year. But they're like. still good. They're still good. I mean, I like Clint Frazier. I like uh, Torres at shortstop. They still have DJ LeMayhew, who's a great batting average guy. They still got a lot of weapons that they can play with. Very true, yeah. I forgot about LeMayhew, so good point. Uh, yeah, I want to see Frazier. Frazier deserves to start. Like, you know, I, I feel bad for him because he's probably not going to get to if everybody's healthy. But No, he's, he's I, I think he will training. because Hicks is out. Hicks is okay. out, and okay. so I think Frazier might get the go-ahead. Good, good. He's looked good in spring training. I saw him knock one out of the ballpark, no problem, the other day. Is, is he going to be considered the uh, godfather again? Like take over? For, or oh, what was the godfather's son's name? Oh, that would be an awesome nickname for him. Oh, God, what was his <laughs> name? <laughs> you got me. <laughs> I know, I know, and I'm blinking right now. Uh, f- screw it. We'll, we'll get back to it. I'll look it up later. <laughs> All right, all right. So this is a little bit of an older story, but please tell me you love the whole Bumgarner's been doing the rodeo thing. Oh! <laughs> that was great. <laughs> you want to talk about a bamf. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he was going under the whole separate name, Mason Saunders, and everything to, like, keep it hidden. <laughs> it, that, that, was, that was hilarious. And he owned up to it. He's like, yeah, I did this. And he just moved on to the next question. It's these uh, freaking reporters that keep asking him questions about it. It's like, guys, the club knows about it. He knows about it. His agent knows about it. You don't need to keep bringing it up. The fact of the matter is, it's just like Barry Zito uh, surfing. The guy is going to do it. You're not going to be able to stop him. Just let him do it. He is trained. He knows how to do it. If he gets hurt, he knows it's on him. And nine out of ten times, like, the guys know how to not get hurt. So let them be who they are. I mean, freaking Bumgarner, when he was a rookie, fixed the bus. He literally opened up the hood and started messing around with a whole bunch of wires. And let me tell you, as an electrician, that shit is hot. You're about to get shocked. (laughs) I bet. But uh, I guess the Diamondbacks were caught a little off guard by that news. They're being like, whoops, maybe, with their contract deal with him. But uh, the part I don't that think I love so. also was the San Jose Giants are having a Mason Saunders night this season. If you show I want to go. Wearing, 
Yeah, me too. If you show up wearing like rodeo or like cowboy type clothes or wearing a bum gardener jersey or shirt or something, you get like tickets to like a, a future game. <laughs> I still uh, got my bum gardener jersey. <laughs> guys, you can't see, m- see my arms right now, but they are extremely over my head right now. I got my bum gardener's uh, 2012 jersey, the gold print one. I have a cowboy hat that was Laura's in her movie Trust Trust Issues that has a little bit of blood on it. I got my cowboy boots and I got a jean jacket that is filled with fur. I am going to that game. <laughs> me too. Me too. I I hear you. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, whatever Bumgarner does, since I'm still a fan of his, even though he's gone. Hopefully, he just like you know. Uh, ropes the calf or something does the kind of safer things in the rodeos but who who, who knows I guess <laughs> no it'd be really funny if they face Philly and you know that the Philly fanatic and how crazy he can get what if Bummy actually ropes the Philly fanatic oh that'd be priceless he that would be awesome and, and grabs him while he's not even looking or something <laughs> that'd be good Bummy I know you probably don't listen to this but I'm gonna try to send it to you please do that <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Hunter Pence released something not too long ago about his inspiration to come back and play for the Giants. He was thanking the All Blacks rugby team, saying they were the reason he came back, the way they they seem to win, but then every single time they like take the championship or whatever, they'll start from scratch. They'll like redo the roster, and they'll come back and win, and that was his, his inspiration to come over to San Francisco since we're kind of doing the same thing right now, starting all over. <laughs> wow. That was, he that watches was rugby? Right? <laughs> I thought that was so cool that he watches rugby. I thought I was the only like baseball fan that watches rugby. <laughs> I mean... You, you, you and I watched a good amount of it back in college, for sure. <laughs> uh, well, that was because one of my buddies, so people that don't know, if you ever get a chance and you're kind of sick of football and all the politics and the CTEs and everything else, order freaking rugby you will not be disappointed there's no stoppage it keeps going if a guy is injured the injury team comes out onto the field and tries to take him off the field knowing the players they don't want to come off watch rugby and if you ever get a chance watch usa rugby danny barrett remember that name danny barrett he is a freaking godsend. If you ever seen the movie like uh, Blazing Shadows, he is Mongo to a T. Sorry, I went off on my little rant. All right, I'm back now. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was just laughing. I just saw your cat jump behind you. I thought, it, uh, yeah. I, thought it, I thought your cat ate it for a second. <laughs> I was just like, where'd it go? <laughs> no, that, that little shithead can land on his feet from insane places. He's like jumping from like your desk or something up there on your dresser. I thought I thought he wiped out and took out something. <laughs> I was nah. like, oh crap. <laughs> He's good. He's good. Unlike uh, JT. <laughs> right. Yeah. Gosh, that. Gotta pick him up all the time. Um, so I thought this was like a kind of a weird but interesting story. So members of Congress have gotten together and they are pushing the Golden Era Committee of the Hall of Fame to put. Kurt Flood into the Hall of Fame. Now, Kurt was a guy 50 years ago who was traded to Philadelphia. But back then, you know, a guy wanted to play for one team his whole career. So he refused the trade and ended up basically just not playing in baseball anymore. But they, like, wanted to make sure he got into the Hall of Fame since he, like, stood up for what he believed in, even though it cost him basically his MLB career. 
I thought that was very interesting to see Congress getting involved in something like that. Huh. Interesting. The Golden Era Committee has the vote this year, so it's like guys from 50-plus years ago who are playing. They'll have their, like, Veterans Committee-type vote to try to put somebody in. Ted Simmons got put in this year by the Veterans Committee, so it'll be interesting to see if Congress makes any kind of impact on the voters from the Hall of Fame. I don't think so. I don't think uh, Congress... I mean, this is where you get the people that belong and the people that don't belong. Congress, I'm sorry, you got a lot of problems going on right now. You don't need to be worried about what's going on in baseball. (laughs) They're just, I guess, getting together since it was like the 50-year anniversary of the day. He was just like, yeah, I'm not going to Philly. (laughs) You need to keep me over here. I think it was in St. Louis or or I'm just not playing. But just trying to give him some recognition. Uh, I mean, I mean, in all honesty, there's a lot of players that are kind of like that in baseball that should get recognition, um, especially a lot of like Negro Negro League players. There's a um, a catcher that played in the Negro leagues. I can't, for the life of me, remember his name, but it is said that he actually hit more home runs than Babe Ruth. And he went against guys that were like Satchel Paige in the prime of Satchel Paige's career. So, I mean, apples and oranges maybe, but at the same time, you got to, if you're going to do one thing, then you got to do the other. For sure. For sure. A video I saw yesterday that entertained me. Do you see the Cubs spring training game where the, the expecting parents are doing a gender reveal and they toss the ball out to one of the Cubs and he smacks it to show the gender of their baby. I've, I haven't seen the Cubs one, but I've seen a couple of them. I saw the Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon one, which was really cute. Um, I kind of want to do that for my future. <laughs> I was thinking that might interest you. <laughs> son or daughter, but I kind of want to be the one to swing the bat. I want to see Laura try to throw the ball. But... Okay. Uh, but I know Laura, and she would want to do something more like hockey or rugby related. So that might be more in our future. I have no idea yet, but I, I like the idea. For sure. Maybe you'll put some knuckle puck time in and to reveal the gender or something like that. I want it. Oh, my God. If we can get Keen Thompson to do the knuckle puck. <laughs> <laughs> get him to actually come out and smack the thing. There you go. Oh, that would be awesome. She might have the right connections. Who knows? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the one with the Cubs that I saw, it was funny. Parents were like, oh, we think it's a boy. We know it's a boy. We hope it's a boy. And then they throw it out there, and the, the Cubs smacks it, and it's pink, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that one was pretty funny. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I would definitely do something like that. So since we're Giants fans, who's been catching your eye? Have you seen any statistics or numbers you like? In our farm system or Dubon minor leaguers, Dubon, yes, I was Dubon. Um, I was listening to another podcast because I'm in um, a fancy league with you, and then also another one that's a hundred buck buy-in. And uh, one of the guys was saying that he actually believes that Dubon could be a sleeper. He thinks that Dubon's gonna have a good season. He he mentioned a couple of other guys, but um, and he went from position to pi- position, and I think he put Debon at second base, and he said this guy is he could he could possibly be up there and get you some good points in batting average and stolen base. I think he said 
Nice. Well, hopefully he's not jinxing him or anything for our sake. But, but yeah, Dubon has been looking good. I also really like that Ramos guy. He's been putting up some good bad yeah. numbers. He's impressed me. And Bart's actually doing really well, too, even though he's not quite there, they're saying, but he's freaking killing it. Yeah, he's been showing off some power. He's, he's put a little pressure on Posey. Posey hit his oppo home run the other day just to <laughs> try to rebound a little bit for that. But, but yeah, Bart and Yastrzemski have both been among the leaders on the team when it comes to hitting as well. That is my guy right there, Yastrzemski. I love that guy. I want him and Derek Rodriguez to have a phenomenal year. I don't know what it is about Derek Rodriguez. I think it's because I loved his father while he was playing. I think it's also because of the tattoos that he's got on his arm of Catwoman and Harley Quinn. But I don't know what it is, but I love Derek Rodriguez, and I just hope that he can find everything like he did his rookie season. Right, for sure. Yastrzemski's even on the he's on the cover of like the Bay Area Predictions magazine. It's like him and Simeon, I think, are the two Bay Area players they got up there. So people seem to be expecting a lot from Yaz this year. I, I really hope so. I, I kind of want to get him on my fantasy team, but a couple of the drop, um, mock drafts that I've done, I've forgotten to uh, draft him. So he might be a late pick or an early pickup for me. Yeah, it seems like the Giants are hanging pretty far back in the rankings for at least ESPN. That's what I've been using. But... But yeah, so unfortunately, NL West kind of looks decided already. Dodgers. There's, yeah, so I, I wanted to hear your opinion. Let's look at the NL East. I feel like there's four teams right there that have a good shot to win the division. Who do you have your trust in right now? If you had to pick today, put money on it today, who would you pick to win that division? Um, I'm not totally sure. Uh... Because my, my overall excitement, and they were my excitement back in the early 90s, it was always the Giants in this team, the Braves. The Braves, for sure. I, I absolutely love the Braves. I love what they are doing. Um, it's going to be interesting without Donaldson there and giving the full role to uh, Austin Riley. But, I mean, you got Alvarez and... Um, Junior out there, and they're already saying Junior's going to be a 50-50 guy. And Dang. we haven't seen that in a long time. That's been I a good the, while since we've seen that. I think the last one might have been Barry or Ken Griffey, if I'm not mistaken. Sounds right. It seems like everybody's either one or the other these days. So Because Barry's the only one to do 500-500, so I think he was the latest one to do 50-50 because Griffey kept getting injured. But besides the point, I love their young pitching. Everybody thinks that, um, oh, what's his name, Sorka or uh, Soroka, uh, they think that he's going to uh, decline. But I think he's actually going to stay where he was at. Um, I don't know what it is. I, I have faith in that guy. Max Fried is probably going to step up. And they also got Cole Hamels. The guy is a journeyman freaking pitcher, and he knows how to get people out, and he's got an amazing change up that he can teach to those young kids yeah he's got like a circle change it's amazing unfortunately he's like in question right now when it comes to health but yeah i don't see why soroka would decline in any way i think he and freed could be say those two stay in atlanta they can be one of the top notch one two punches sometime soon yeah you might even have a um maddox uh glavin situation again 
Right. I, I like the Braves too. I want the Braves to win that division. A lot of people seem to want, or not want, but think the Nationals are going to take it again, but that may just be since they just won it all. I mean, I think Soto can fill in pretty well with Rendon gone, but they'll just need their pitchers to stay healthy if they're going to win the division. Phillies are missing pitching. I mean, they picked up Wheeler, but I just, I don't know. I don't trust the Phillies to come through all the way. The Mets I never trust the Phillies. Any team with Bryce Harper, I don't trust. <laughs> I, I hear you. But I think the Mets could be a sneaky team. They got, you know, Alonzo Davis. They got so many bats in there that can be an impact. If they're, if they're pitching, can work to, with their bats, I can see the Mets slipping in there and somehow taking it away from everybody. They could if guys can get on base for them. So somebody like McNeil, if he could have the batting average that he did last year, totally worth it. But I don't know what it is about the Mets. They seem like they're always on the cusp of like being great, and then they fall short. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's that stadium. I don't know if it's injuries. It's just something about that organization. You cannot count on them. Just not clutch. Always choking. Yeah. Because yeah, we were saying the same thing last year. Last year they were supposed to be pretty good and nothing came out of it. Right. Only DeGrom really lived up to his numbers on the pitching staff. So they just they need, you know, Syndergaard and the other guys to actually come through. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I, think I like Braves the most. So we both go Braves in the East. How about, how about the Central? You got Cubs and Cardinals, like like it's been for the last five, six years. And then you got Milwaukee and Cincy both looking really good as well. Only Pittsburgh seems to be out of it for sure. Who do you like in that one? I actually... You're going to hate me, but I think that the Cardinals can make another run. Cincy... I will go... I will, okay, okay, okay. Here we go. It's going to be the same as... Hmm, this was a tough one because I like four out of the five teams. I really like five, four out of the five teams. Um, but this year, I think it's going to be Brewers number one, Cardinals number two, Reds number three, Cubs number four, Pirates bringing up the rear. All right, Cubs slipping back that far, huh? Too much drama going on. I, I just don't trust their bullpen. I don't trust their starting pitching. They have all the players around the infield and outfield, but pitching where it needs to be counted, they don't have it. The Reds seem to have it a little bit more than the Cubs, I think. And with the weapons that they added, I totally see it. Um, but the Cardinals... Are the Cardinals? They I don't know how they do it. They're like the Braves of the '90s. They just keep bringing in new guys. Uh, Jack Flaherty is going to be freaking dominant, and then you also have Carlos Martinez coming back. I personally don't like that guy. I don't like what he brings, but for some reason he always seems to work out. So I they know something I don't, which is understandable. But <laughs> I I. You can't go wrong with Yadier, too. I, I love that dude, and he is a guy that's going to be there for a, still a long, long time. He's Mr. Cardinal. Right. He's fortunately had injury issues recently, but he's definitely going to want to make a more solid impact this year. Yep. Milwaukee winning it. You know, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to be crazy. 
I think the Reds have the youth. They had a couple of veteran pieces, but I think they got the youth, and they are going to shock everybody this year. I can as see it. Guys like Castillo can stay healthy, then you know if Bauer can dominate and not just bean everybody in his anger. Then I think the Reds can slip away, and because just I don't know, the Cardinals bats just don't seem to be as consistent. Carpenter was off last year. Goldschmidt's not like what he was in Arizona. So I'm going to go with the Reds in that division. But you still got Colton Wong, and you also got that young blood coming up, uh, Edelman, who is everybody's hot topic for fantasy for some reason. The guy can play four or five different positions. Um, Then you got some young guys in the outfield. And who knows, maybe Chapman just had an off year. I mean, there's guys that are like that. For sure. Well, yeah, it's a tough one. That's going to be the hardest one. That one's going to be the most interesting league this season, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like it's, I don't know, weird to compare it to football, but it's kind of like the NFC East. It's just like you don't know which division, who it's going to go to, go to any of them. But I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I like the Reds. I, I, I'd honestly prefer Milwaukee. I want Yelich to get another shot for the title. but He should. It would be awesome to see... Uh, Brewers and Braves NL Championship. There you got you got Ozuna against Yelich. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> that would be very cool. And and I gotta admit, you know who we didn't even message uh, mentions is Freddie Freeman. How do we right. not mention him? The dude has been the most consistent player at first base for the past five seasons. He's like the automatic Brave. He's. You know he's just there to making his difference. Unfortunately, he had what it was an elbow problem. Yeah, a couple years training, back. But I, I think he's over it already. But nothing to worry about for the Atlanta fans. I mean, hopefully, he's chip. He's the Chipper Jones of th- first base. Yeah, hopefully Freddie and Riley and Ozuna can fill in for Donaldson pretty well. I think they could. All right, should we check on your spelling? Uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> I got three Giants uh, roster invitees for you. Okay, invitees. Because uh, I can't, I still can't, I, though I love them, I still can't spell Yastrzemski. Don't worry, not no Yastrzemski in here. <laughs> These are all guys you've probably, you know, never even heard of unless you've been looking at the whole spring training roster. So I've never well, heard of these guys. <laughs> by the way, did you see that p- relief pitcher's wind-up? Oh, yes. He's like, the way he kicks the ground over and over again. Yes. I love it. He's he's kind of like, reminds me of the Angels guy. He sets. He sets. He sets again. He sets again. The skin. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was great. Uh, the broadcasters in that movie are funny. Oh, that are the best. Alrighty. So, first one. His name is Trey McNutt. I actually saw his fucking jersey in the locker room. I actually know how to spell this, I think. But I, I started laughing my ass off when I saw that. So it's M, lowercase C, capital N-U-T-T. Bingo, you got that one. <laughs> one out of a hundred, all right. <laughs> all right, next guy. His name is Matt. Car City. Car City? Car City. It's not Carbiner. No, no. Don't worry. It's not Derek or anything. <laughs> car City. Uh, 
C A R S I T T Y. Close. C A R A S I T I. Damn. I was so close. <laughs> we, and my cat's going nuts right now. I'm not sure if you guys are picking this up. He's is running back and forth. Is? <laughs> yeah. He, I think he's upset that I can't spell goddamn name right. He's criticizing you with his movements. Exactly. All right. And finally, have you heard about the seven-foot guy the Giants got? Yes. Um, Jello. Or Jelly. Yes. I actually know how to spell his name, too, because I got all excited for him. Okay. Let's, let's hear it, then. All right. It's H-J-E-L-L-E. <laughs> all right. He's been paying attention. <laughs> I know shit! <laughs> <laughs> when I saw them interviewing that guy, I was just like, dang, he's huge. <laughs> I mean, he's a twig, but he's huge. <laughs> what, what is he? He's 6'10", they said, right? Is it 6'10"? Oh, I heard him saying, like, almost 7 foot, so 6'10 would make sense. <laughs> okay, because I remember listening to the radio, and they were saying that he was 6'10", and the tallest pitcher ever recorded in Major League Baseball was 6'11". Dang, so he's right there behind him. Yep. And Randy Johnson was like 6'9", 6'10", I think they said. Yeah, he was, yeah, 6'9", I think is the correct height. I did his stat page not too long ago. Yeah, I I, kind of want to see where this kid can go because if he uses his whole body in the way like Tim Lincecum did or these short guys that actually know how to like stretch out and everything else or give him to Randy Johnson... Have Randy Johnson teach him that slider? Dude. Right. You see some good movement and velocity from him for sure. Yeah, because they were saying he looked like he was just going through the motions. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, that should be fun to watch. I hope he makes it up to the big league level and can put on a show for the fans. Giants need something to, you know, get the fans to come fill the ballpark again. Well, I'm going to be going. I already know that. I mean. You, you're, you're just what, like four or five BART stops away. You got you got it in the bag. <laughs> pretty much. And you should see where I'm working. I'm working right now like two blocks away walking distance. Oh, dang. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm excited. Caltrain. Well, come over here. We got an extra couch for you and... JT can sleep on your chest or have Salem's bed. (laughs) (laughs) Salem's the cat. (laughs) I gotta gotta get him used to the crib still. He's been making me about half the night in there. So just working on that right now. There you go. There you go. As as long as he doesn't do what I did, which was try to climb out of the crib and then fall like three times. (laughs) Well, luckily he, he can't even stand on his own yet. So luckily we're not there, but... Eventually, probably, because he's, he's really aggressive. My stomach is hurting from how much he was jumping on me today. <laughs> making me... Because if I ever stopped, he, he'd start crying, and then he'd stomp really hard. And, like, let me know. I, let me jump again. <laughs> when I was doing my cardio, I was just feeling it right there in my gut. Like, oh, crap. <laughs> this hurts. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I can't wait to teach that little, little kid how to play ball. It's going to be yeah. a blast, dude. He... He's going to be a little ball player for sure. I can't wait to, to see what he can bring to the table. We're going to make him a catcher. The fastest catcher? way to the Major League Baseball is to play catcher. And then afterwards, okay. he can move around. Craig Biggio started out as a catcher, and they realized how fast he was, so they moved him out to second base. 
For sure. There's your tall, useless so. knowledge for the day. All right. I love it. <laughs> uh, all right. I think we should end. I think right, we're good. good. All right. Yeah. So I want to thank Adam Nye for giving us that awesome guitar riff uh, and oh, yeah. doing the music. Um, the sound bits that you hear during that, that is not from us. That is from the motion pictures of those movies. And if you can name them all, please let us know. It's pretty easy. We might even do a little uh, trivia question for that for Tommy later on. But uh, anything after that? Tommy, you have anything to promote or anything like that? Nah, just study your fantasy, everybody. I want to see some some cool standings and numbers when I check out the public leagues and see what I can take on this year. So study your fantasy and be a good opponent. Speaking of which, we got to do our mock draft. I got a buddy of mine that says he wants to be a part of our little mock draft on this thing. So we'll have uh, at least three people doing a mock draft and uh, we'll we'll make fun of each other for our outrageous draft picks, which most likely would be mine. <laughs> um, other than that, I'm going to say goodnight to everybody and have an awesome, awesome summer. And Joe Buck sucks. Joe Buck sucks, yes. Enjoy the season, everyone. Go Giants. Go Giants.